Stop! Sure you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Miller Dirty Harry Miller Dirty Harry Miller Podcast Dirty Harry Miller Podcast Every penny's worth Welcome back to Dirty Harry Minute The only podcast in the world to review every minute of the 1971 Warner Brothers film, Dirty Harry, starring Clint Eastwood. I'm one of your hosts, John. Apologies for Tim and Trent not here today, and I'm joined with returning guest, Redman. Always a pleasure. And Blake. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for returning, guys. Thank you for having us. Indeed. Today we are reviewing Minute 28. The minute begins with Harry running down to the car to pick up the radio and ends with Harry getting out of the car and moving towards the gathered crowd with Chico. Not a lot in this minute, Blake. No, it's really a transition minute. It takes us from the uh, the previous sort of scene and the little side quest, as we were discussing earlier, to, uh, to a whole new scene. Um, and it's just the transition in between. What are we supposed to talk about in these minutes, Redders? I think you can talk about the... the- the zeitgeist of, of what the city is like because mm-hmm. what really sticks out for me in just my handful of notes I've just scribbled down is how dark it is in the scenes. Like, the only things you can really see um, as Harry and Chico, you know, get off and he talks into the into the radio tent for him coming in is um, how dark the streets are. You can see a little bit of light reflecting off, reflecting off the chrome fenders. Yep. There's not um, much street lighting, you're right. There's hardly any, and that's the thing that's really stuck out for me is how dark the streets are, even in the areas where you've got the embassy building, which I, I'm assuming is a hotel or a cinema or something like yes. that. Um, the, the, only, the only lights you can see in this, in this scene are the, um, the red lights from the cars. Yeah. Yeah, the reflectors, Where and your the reflectors, lights, and your so. brake. Uh, not no. When you turn your when you turn your headlights on, your your lights, your night, your night, rear your yeah. rear lights, yeah, yeah. whatever you tailgate. Thank yeah. you. Um. But the other thing is quite, as you say, it's dark. As they go down that street, and they do the Yui as they pull towards you know their location. That's right. Yui means U-turn. Yeah, Yui means U-turn. <laughs> all the lights are out in all the houses. Mm. You know, you see a street of the of the street, and guns have just a gun's just been shot. Chico's just shot his gun in the alleyway, and everything else. The street's dark. Everyone's drawn the curtains. They've battered down the hatches. They don't want to know. Or it's just another night in San Francisco. Well, One it's, can... a c- it's a city under siege. <laughs> Maybe they heard a film crew was in the neighbourhood, so they, did, Mate, they so had some hot, merry moments of their own. They didn't want to be seen by the camera. Possible. But, I mean, um, yeah, there's no street lights. What There's hardly any street lights whatsoever. And the only street lights I observed were the traffic lights. In that scene, um, I guess the the candlelight power of the headlights of these uh, 1970s cars aren't really xenon headlights of today. No, they're not. But I mean, by by convention, there are no street lights. There are no ambient lights from homes and residences and all the rest. But of in it. In contrast, as we approach the Suicide Jumpers Tower, oh yeah, it's it's a mess. Yeah, and it's lit. It's well lit. It's commun is the word that came to mind. <laughs> it's just people everywhere. There's fire trucks huddling. What's that around. word? Uh, Commodion. It just means oh. it's a bit of a mess. That's great. Yeah, it's a good word. I always get that word confused with chameleon. You know, the lizard that. Or that song, chameleon. No, that's <laughs> come on, come on, come. Yeah, the boy, boy George. No, I was thinking this is a new one. When anyway. Frank Zappa says, "Do do you really want to hurt me? Yes, we do. Some days I feel like that myself. But um, look, 
it, it's a real mess. It's a real mess in that scene, mm. and, and and Harry and Chico are just about to wade into this. And do you like um, the wailing of the sirens, Redmond? Oh, as the car turns off at that. Yeah. It sounds it's real. Very yeah. pneumatic. What's the word? Like actually made by yeah, not it's pneumatic. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. analog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The one thing we get there, and we see like this, they've they've got some sort of lather or like forklift system, not forklifts, but like. It's a cherry picker. It's a cherry, a cherry picker, picker system right, to yeah. get, like, obviously, to get Harry to the top. But then the fireman goes, sorry, Harry, we thought it was your sniper. Sorry to bring you into this. Yeah, why did they bring... So, yeah. at this point, surely Harry can just yeah. go, I'm going for a Chico roll. <laughs> Chico, yeah. do you fancy a Chico roll at the Chico roll store? Why did they bring a cherry picker to a sniper fight? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, right. I suppose you could get away with using the fire hose in that kind of instance. You couldn't use oh, enough. Okay. There's enough kind of you know power in that if you let loose with the. That's with right. The, in that water. shot too, I, I noticed that there's you know we're looking at the shot from the suicide jumpers. That's right. View down, and all I can see is a couple of like women who are like staring back up, and you're like, move them out of the way. Like yeah. If you're the police and the fire brigade, you're like, give him somewhere to jump. But maybe having a crowd there is like disincentivizing him from jump, jumping. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. How much guilt do you need to have? you want to have for your own yeah. death and just shame him into not jumping that's right. well for, uh, harry does a great job of that you know in the next couple of scenes but um did you know the the birds the birds the looking down there's shot. looking up there's looking up yeah. as well and looking down. i know they've only got whatever 1971 version of a handy cam was or yeah. steady cam but it's quite out of focus some of those scenes did you see yeah like it's yeah. hard to make out what's exactly going on um and even down even at even at, at ground level, let's say ground level, mm-hmm. um, it, it's hard to see what's really going on because because of the contrast in light. Because now that now the now the camera has to handle that amount of light in its uh, aperture, if you like. So yeah. um, it, it, it's it's just it's overexposed. I love so. that lens flare though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah between yeah, Clint yeah, and that uh, and that fireman, like yeah, oh, know. that's fantastic because it reflects off the helmets and all the rest. Yes. Of it. Yeah, it's and quite- there's some good rim lining and edge yes, lining there. Yes, yes, and- that's right. JJ approved. Yeah. JJ approved. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure this is like where the new Star Treks have got their looks from. You know. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, the kind of metallic. The, the metallic. Yeah. John, did you have some comments? Um, I did. I might flag this for later minutes, but we catch a quick glimpse of presumably the suicide jumper up the top really quickly. And it looks like he's got sideburns on. Mm. And I'm, anyway, I'm not convinced it's the actor who plays the um, the jumper in the next scene, but we'll tag that for later. Comment. Interesting. I liked the car, Harry and that driving off in the car, just seeing, once again, it's poorly lit, the mm. the Bay Row houses, whatever. I don't know. That's what right, the villas, style, the villas. The villas, yeah. I think, for lack of a better stills, word. Yeah. Yep. I love the sirens because, to me, it just reminds me of police squad or naked gun that sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked... That Harry says 10 4. 10 4, yeah. 10 4, we're going in. Which always reminds I think, yeah, that always reminds me of the Primal Scream song. 10 4, old buddy, kill all hippies, whatever. Book them, Dano. (laughs) (laughs) And on the radio, too, they're still talking about that Chevrolet conundrum happening in some other part of town. They haven't solved that, obviously. And I did a quick Dr. Google search, and apparently the suicide code in San Francisco is now at 1056 or an 801. Not an 804, so I don't know if that's... Oh, there you go. Okay, you You learn something new every day, don't you? So they've removed codes. Yeah, they must change them all the time. It's good to know that Harry knows all the codes. He said 10-4, and earlier on he knows there's a 208 bank robbery in progress. So it proves his competence. Yeah, he's he's done the job for a while, so he'd know these things. Another point, um, in the old uh, comedies you have the, the jumping platforms. Do you reckon any 
Oh, to catch the yeah, to catch person the who unfolding, falls from the thing. Yeah. Do you reckon they still use them at all or have them on? Is it very reassuring to the public? That we've got this, you know. This is I, our plan. I've, I, I, I remember, <laughs> I remember watching, um, uh, you know, Lucy Lawless or um, not Lucy Law. Who? What's her name in the in the um, Twinton? Well, there's Lucy. Lucy Lawless is the oh, yes, obvious yeah. one, but there's another um, stunt actor who was in oh, the Tarantino yeah, films yeah, in Death Proof, where she straps herself. They, she hangs on to dear life to the front to the front bonnet of the um, of the V8 interceptor. Um, I, I've seen I've seen videos of those two doing stunts where you know they're landing into a great big inflatable balloon, and that's what would catch them, and they'd land. You know, they'd drop twenty stories down, and they'd be fine. I always assumed that police and firemen, fire uh, fire departments would have something similar to that rather than a, <laughs> a little trampoline that they've bought out. I mean, I would have thought that the, the force of someone going it would just go right through the trampoline. Surely. Yeah, or if it was successful, what are you going to do? You're going to bounce them back away? Sure. Yeah, yeah it's going to bounce You're them relying on all that, all those, yeah. that the muscles of the, the, the holders to withstand all that. It's, it's a bit like the, you know, the coin being dropped from the Rialto Tower. Yeah. Like, it's just... Force is ex- is exponentially increased in the, so in the process. Terminal velocity. Tell the terminal velocity, and then you can't get in the way. There's a movie. I think it's a two step process, isn't it? I've seen a movie Redmond called Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, some orphans are dropping down. Yeah, sure. And as they as they make contact, the falling participant, you're supposed to do up, they bounce up once or two times, and it's supposed to be delayed. Delayed receptive receiving of the person. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that might be right. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I don't imagine it would feel. I don't think they'd bring it out in public circumstances, would they? I think it's definitely like a last hope. It's a hail mary, isn't it? Yeah. Surely you're. I like, think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, do, what do we do? We do we do we do nothing and let them blood yeah. splatter? Or like, that's right, because how do, how does the media report it? The police let the man fall to the ground without attempting to save his life or something. You know, I mean, we never know. Maybe these trampolines are actually very successful, <laughs> and they've caught like we look up the stats and they've caught. Many hundreds of people successfully all around well, the world. Jonathan, that might be a bit of homework for you. I think for your next um, next podcast to yeah. find out success of uh, trampoline saving okay. suicide victims, yeah. suicidees. We want we want to hear the uh, success ratio. I'm sure the ABS will have something on that. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, what a, what a what a notion! Oh my God, this is quite a hard minute, guys. It's a very hard minute. But I knew that. So I thought I'd uh, read out a little review. This is the Life magazine article that appeared in the 23rd uh, July 1971, which apparently was actually written or interviewed Clint on the filming of this Mm -hmm. um, scene. And it's famous. It says it's the subtitle is the world's favorite movie star is no kidding. Clint Eastwood. And... um, other articles I noticed in the issue were, quote, trying to help GI addicts in Vietnam, coming the Vietnam veterans coming back with uh, drug addictions, and <gasps> old Marilyn Monroe photos. Briefly, um, the article, I'll paraphrase, said as follows. Clint Eastwood's films have earned close to $200 million. He is behind only Paul Newman in earning potential. Wow. A lot of money. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, one <laughs> Eastwood commands a whopping one million dollars plus percentage points. Really, which pretty laughable. That's w- that's one sixth of the budget for the yeah, film. I looked go. it up. I was looking at my stats, and uh, they had a bu- budget of six million dollars for this film. Oh, you're and, kidding. And it netted, right. I think it was thirty-seven million. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So they they had quite a good return on that investment. Goes million bucks. How much would Wahlberg have been paid for um, Transformers Four or whatever? 
that cost like four hundred million? Oh, uh, probably probably not as much. Probably. Do you reckon that's higher? Know. Sixth of the budget on the main star. That's probably going to be yeah. one of the the greater ones. But actually, if you think about the rest of the film, there's not like a great deal of special effects or no. like so. Clint Eastwood is the is the ticket. Here. He's the draw card. You're saying yeah. more? Yeah, okay. He goes on to say, Eastwood, quote, has made sudden violence and whopping profits his trademarks. A Clint Eastwood movie is on its way to becoming a generic term, for he is already iconic. Nine-hour mini-festivals of his high-camp spaghetti westerns have provided this 41-year-old with retrospectives in his own lifetime. No, he's great. I love some of his films. And once again, he's 41. Yeah. And this is, he came to stardom quite late. Mm. Yeah. He's, yeah. Got some, he's got some rippers though He does <laughs> What's your favourite Blake? Uh, we were just talking about this earlier uh, Apart from his spaghetti western ones Sorry his western ones Which I do love Like Fistful of Dollars And Good Bad the Ugly It actually it draws me back to Where Eagles Dare Oh yeah You know Where Eagles Dare The World War II one When they have to go up yep. the, It's just a really well put together film And I always keep underestimating it And when I rewatch it I'm always surprised how good it is that and also Kelly's Heroes. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's just got so much fun. Yeah, Kelly. Yeah, I was going to say Kelly's and um and uh, Good, the Bad, the Ugly would be my would be my two. And Fistful of Dollars, I've got a real soft spot for it. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, listeners will point out that Lalo Schifrin does another sort of counterculture uh, soundtrack. You know, sort of you know those cheery songs at the start, yeah, like yeah. Na, 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 na. Yeah. another strength in his uh, string in his bow. <laughs> Kelly's Heroes, that's really quite funny, actually. Kelly's Heroes. Pretty great. long, though, isn't it? But, yeah. And I'm Don just... Rickles is hilarious, and Sutherland is the sort of hippie Yeah, Sutherland. The hippie I, I was just about to uh, say that Sutherland yeah. plays such a good role in that film. Yeah. He's great. The, the tank battle at the end with the, um, with the Tigers yeah, yeah. is so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just got, it's got a lot of good things in that film. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, once again, he, I suppose he's, he's a straight guy in that, isn't he? He's not... He doesn't really have much of a, no, he's a, a No, he's going against all orders to steal gold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the plot. <laughs> but I guess walls are shambles. Maybe more in Where Eagles Dare, he's just along for the ride. Yeah, but that's, but a that's be- a great, yeah. It's actually more beautiful than you remember. There's all the scenes in the snow and they're skiing and there's like, it's a great film. Bit of Bond. Yeah, a bit of Bond. A lot of Bond there. I know Tarantino's a big fan of that as a, a buddy on a mission. I think maybe he's tried to remake it or I suppose Inglorious Bastards in a way. Um, well, no, anyway. Well, I'm. I, I probably. I probably like um, Eastwood's directing. Bet. Well, I, don't get me wrong. I like. I like his films. I like the fact that he gets. He has. He's had the option to basically play himself, probably since this particular film. Ever. Ever since for time immemorial. But you mentioned directing because he's a hugely competent director. He's great. I had Jim as one of my favourite um, war. Uh, World War Two war films. For that, yeah, for previous that very guest reason. Ben said that was oh, his pick. Brilliant. I didn't like. I didn't like Flags of Our Fathers. I found that it was a bit too um, American. Yeah, I, the, there's Stars a word for it. Yeah, there's a word for it. And I can't. Patriarch's not right. It's um. It's the same thing I got gung-ho? from. Gung ho. I like. That. No, it, no, that's. That, I would describe Io Jima as gung gung ho yeah. by comparison. It's the same it. thing I get from American. Is it Sniper? What's the yeah, American, American Sniper? Sniper? No, that was well. That was him as well again, yeah, wasn't it? it ah, was, okay. Yeah. Well, I. I forgot that fact because um, those two films are, are particularly good, but it's that jingoistic nature of Flags of Our Fathers that really grates me a little bit. Whereas I can, can I can forgive what's his face in um, Bradley, Bradley Bradley Cooper. Cooper? Yeah. Bradley, I can forgive get Bradley Cooper in his portrayal of that particular uh, oh, Bradley, human. Bradley Cooper does a great job. It's fantastic. I read I read that I read that um, I read that man's book, and he he's much more bleak in his writing than in in the 
in the film version that that Clint Eastwood portrayed. It's it's much it's much graver, and Clint he's obviously he and his writing team would have you know tapered it and restructured things to make it. That would be a hard film to make. That's though. a hard that's a hard slog because I read yeah. I I watched the film first and read the book second, and and reading the book came across as quite disjointed because because the memory of of how things come across in the film is so different, and that was quite hard to get your brain around a little bit. But um, in in terms of the I know grit. Grit is something that comes up a lot in my mind just thinking about Clint Eastwood and um, you know Gran Torino is that obvious or that obvious one where um, he's playing him he's playing himself which is basically Dirty Harry again um, <laughs> a, you know a, a, a Dirty Harry in parallel a Dirty universe. Harry that actually procreated the that and had family <laughs> and survived and you know all the all the rest of it but um, that notion of the I'm not going to do anything that's beneath me comes through extremely strongly yeah. in that particular in that particular film. That, that theme is so strong in that film. Something that comes through from all of Clint Eastwood's mm. films, from either him acting or directing, yeah. is the everyman hero. Yes. He's the everyman champion, but the everyman ideal. If you think of like like um well Leonardo da Vinci's whatever ideal man, yes, yes. he's always portraying either himself or in his films the ideal man in his eyes. You've picked up exactly the thread of the next part of this article back in 1971. It says, Clint is a simple, ordinary and private man. The actor lives simply in a big but ordinary house. He likes old friends, cold cold beers and prefers his Chevy pickup to his Ferrari. Clint uses his his hands when he talks. (laughs) That's great. You wouldn't think for his movies, though, he's a a gesticulating, uses his hands, but there you go. Clint strikes me as someone because I was wondering about how old he was in this film and I was guessing he was 41 yeah 41 I was guessing he must be bang on 40 because he had that kind of stringy because he's he's fit kind of person blessed with wonderful genes all the rest of it but quite stringy he strikes me as someone who might be able to use his hands doing carpentry or something like that or I don't know maybe it's a bridge too far but um, so that puts him at 80 years old now doesn't it 88 88 yeah or 90 30 yeah yep yeah, I know. The man is a legend. Like, he is a legend. And yet the article says his acting style of this unspectacular television actor, so cruel, is decidingly in the Mount Rushmore Dramatic Academy. What does Mount Rushmore? doesn't say anything, you know. It's yeah, about, uh, it's, it's about, it's about a dramatic dramatism and, and drawing things out. and mm. big, Stone first. Yeah, big, gest- big gestures, I think. That's right. Uh, what do you call the Easter Island statues? The Maui? 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 The Maui. Uh-huh. Like the yeah. Yeah. expressionless. Uh, that's right. It's the cold face. He's cold. cold. Well, guys, um, that's pretty much everything I've got for this transitionary minute, as you call it, well, That was Blake. quite a lot. I, I, I'm surprised we yeah. clicking on a 21 minutes, 23 seconds as I look at the... I think I, you should count yourself lucky because the, next, <laughs> the, the suicide scene I actually find and... Ben, a previous guest, Ben Bumford, agrees mm-hmm. with us that it drags a bit. So I'm not looking forward to those next minutes. There's almost like 40 seconds of the, we've seen the cherry picker. What are they called in America, Red, as cherry pickers? Water buckets or something? Far out, don't ask me. You can, um, Too bad, you can Google you, you, you it. You can, can berate, berate the, the comments. comments. That's there. right, yeah. you, can, you can put a comment and go, get it right, guys. <laughs> but no, we're not going to get it right, we're going to do it our way. Dirty Harry's way. That was the You're name of the special lucky. feature on the... <laughs> <laughs> You're feeling lucky. I got to know... Well, thanks very much for joining us, guys. Thank you, John. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing you next time. 
Terrific. Redmond, would it be weird if I got you and your sister, Evelyn, to be on the same episode? Not at all. It's totally fine. Yeah. Totally yeah. cool. All right, guys. We'll hopefully catch you next time some point in future minutes on... Dirty Harry Minutes.